welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Okay, so in the last episode titled New Every Morning, we talked about this sense of great optimism when you get up in the morning. The mercies of God are new, and you get a fresh start. That ought to give you a great outlook on the day. You open up your journal, you lay out some plans, and you go for it. If there is a however that goes along with that episode, it is this. It doesn't do a lot of good to wake up every morning optimistic if you find yourself continually coming short of your goals. Yeah, it's nice to say, I didn't do well yesterday, but today I get a fresh new start. But if day after day, it's just not coming together, eventually you're just going to say, what's the point? It's all a farce. So today we need to introduce an effective tool to help you get better if you've been struggling to make progress on your own. I'm thinking of an interesting Bible story in Exodus 18 where Moses was trying to do things on his own. And his father-in-law showed up and said, you're going to wear yourself out. You cannot do it alone. How many people listening are ready to admit that? That there are some things in your life that aren't good and you're having trouble getting rid of them because you're not strong enough to do it on your own. Even with a refreshed new morning, you're just not able to do it. Maybe there are good things, good deeds in your life that you want to be zealous for. You may even journal them as your daily highlight. But for some reason, on your own, you just can't be consistent. We don't want you to give up. Instead, we want to introduce the idea of an accountability partner. This may be of benefit to you. In fact, I would argue it's a benefit to everyone. We are always stronger when we work together. Of course, we know that's what the New Testament says. Passage after passage talk about supporting each other, encouraging each other, working together as one body, and all of the benefits that go along with that. What I find really interesting about that is when I preach on that, everybody agrees. There's not a single person in the room who says, no, we don't need the church and support and encouragement. We can do it all on our own. Everybody understands the power of teamwork in the church. However, a lot of people walk out of that auditorium on a Sunday night and go throughout the week trying to succeed on their own, defying the very principle they supported just one day earlier. What I'm arguing today is it may be time to put some real choices behind your present beliefs. And that choice is an accountability partner. This is kind of an interesting phrase for me. I would say I've been preaching 18 years. I probably didn't hear it until about 10 years ago. Certainly the idea is a lot older than that, but it basically suggests that you get with someone who either can help you accomplish a goal or maybe they're working towards the same goal. And if you're willing to be honest with each other and trust one another and work together and hold one another accountable, answer for your choices to the other person, you will succeed where you previously failed. When I first heard about this, and maybe it's the same for you, it was in the context of overcoming pornography addiction. 
Here's someone who's addicted to this illicit material. The truth is, he can get up renewed every single morning, but until he gets help, he will never break the addiction, in a lot of cases. Maybe he can't talk to his wife about it. Maybe it's a sore spot for them. So what does he do? He just plugs along month after month, year after year, fighting. Or he can go out and find someone else. Someone who's either defeated this problem in the past, or has guided people through this problem, or maybe is even fighting it themselves. But they sit down together as Christians. They decide to hold one another accountable, check in often, to always be honest with one another, and the results are outstanding. Even before the principle of overcoming pornography, we are all familiar with AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and how one of the steps that keeps that success in place are what's called sponsors. Similar idea. Someone who's defeated this thing or is at least fighting it every day. If you ever find yourself in trouble, you don't just fail. You're not on your own here. There is no anonymity. You have someone you've chosen to answer to, someone who cares about you, and so on a Friday night, before you make some huge mistake, you give them a call and they lead you out of it. But I have to say this about accountability partnerships. I heard about it maybe 10 years ago, like I said, and it has been useful for people in overcoming bad behavior. But I like it for something else. I like accountability partnerships to help me accomplish more good things, to be zealous for good works. The truth is, there are a lot of things in Christ I really want to do that I'm not doing consistently. I journal them in the mornings, and that helps. I pray about it and ask for God's forgiveness, and He gives it. But in terms of consistently doing better, I cannot do it on my own, and I'm ready to admit that. So in the past, I've reached out to people who either had succeeded in those things or were also fighting for those same things, and we've worked together. Let me give you a couple of cool examples. Back in 2012, one of my best friends in the world called me and said, let's read through the Bible this year in a Bible reading program. I don't think either one of us had ever done that in a January through December type of way. I kind of snapped back and said, hey man, let's read it through twice this year. If we're going to do it, let's go big. I knew immediately I'd made a mistake. I really to this day don't know why I said that. He said, okay. We text each other practically every weekday at 2 o'clock for a year. He read it through twice in a year. took me about 15 months, but he hung with me, kept working with me, and I got through it. There was something that we just would not have done if we did not have the support and drive and accountability factor with one another. It made an enormous difference for us. Even right now, even this very week, I have partnered up with one of the shepherds at the church where I preach. Both of us are always working on getting better, and honestly, we both do a pretty good job of self-evaluating and self-improving, but we sat across from one another last week and we realized that unfortunately, not enough of that growth is directly impacting other people. It was kind of a sobering eureka moment. You know, you can get up in the morning and journal and, and really have your prayers locked down and feel great about your walk with God, but if it doesn't influence other people, then maybe it's time to kind of pop that self-improvement bubble a little bit. So we made a decision. We would become accountability partners to go visit two people every week, members of the church, visitors who come through our doors, etc. 
And we're going to make sure we chose the two days of the week. We chose the time that worked best for us. And we're going to make sure that we accomplish this. Because listen, here's what's cool about it. Not only the fact that we both care and we just need that little push, but there are just some basic facts about teamwork that prove over and over again how they help you outperform what you try to do on your own. Easily my favorite Bible passage on this subject is Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Let me read that for you. Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. Now, we don't have time today to dissect all of that, but there are four examples crammed into that section. The first example goes right in line with what we're saying today. If either of them falls, the other one is there to pick him up. Then it talks about how you might get cold on your own, but having someone next to you can keep you warm. Then it talks about fighting with someone where you might be defeated, except if there are two of you, you're strong enough to stand. And then lastly, about the cord. The physics of the cord is really interesting. If you combine three cords together, you get far more than three times the strength. It's a fascinating thing. It's an exponential thing when you work with others. I was reading the Do Hard Things book by the Harris Brothers. We did an episode on that sometime back. When they talked about the power of teamwork, they talked about two horses. Each horse has the ability to pull 2,500 pounds. How much weight can they pull together? You might think it's 5,000, just two times the weight, but that's not the case. They're able to pull 12,500 pounds. And by the way, I did a lot of Google searching and could find similar evidence to that. Not that exact number five times, but definitely several times the ability. And so here's what I'm asking you. Are there some things in your life where you're having trouble pulling that weight? If you find someone else to whom you can become accountable and you agree to work together, not only will it be much easier to pull that weight, much easier, but you will also be able to pull much more than you previously thought. That's a really cool outcome of accountability partners. It's kind of like my friend and I reading through the Bible twice that year instead of the once which we probably would have failed on on our own. Another example, a few years ago, a fellow that I worked with, we both agreed that we didn't do a very nice job of following up with visitors. So we decided one day just to pair up. Not really an accountability thing. Let's just go visit them. So we got in a car on a Tuesday night and we went and visited this family. They opened the door to us, and by the next week, all four of them had been immersed into Christ. But what we found was, not only was it easy to do, it was really easy to do. What would have been nearly impossible on my own, which, by the way, I'd basically proven since I hadn't done it, we easily did together, and we did that quite a few more times. Because it became habit, and because it was easy, we did more. Isn't that a cool concept? Something that's hard on your own with somebody else, becomes easier to do, and you do more. Now, if you're interested in that, I want to take the last third or so of this episode 
and talk to you about how to pick an accountability partner and what that would look like. Because you can't just reach out and grab the person next to you. There are a few specific things that must be considered. Admittedly, I'm about to pack in quite a bit of information here. Maybe you can go back through and listen to this portion again when you have the opportunity to write this down. You can always reach out to me on the Facebook page, the Excel Still More page, or via email or something like that, and I can send you some information. But here are some things to think about as we look at how to enter into accountability partnerships. First of all, I read an article recently that talked about essentials for Christian accountability. Number one, there must be trust and honesty. Whoever you choose, it must be someone whom you trust that you can confide in, and hopefully they also trust you. Someone you're willing to be entirely honest with, no holding back. You have to be transparent, and perhaps they would be for you as well. Number one, trust and honesty. Number two, you need time and communication. You may know somebody who's really trustworthy, but they're too busy, or they live too far away. You need to find someone that you can really devote time to, they can devote time to you, you can set up regular communication, and they have the willingness to do that. And then thirdly, scripture and faithfulness. Look, accountability partnerships are used in dieting and exercise and everything else, and all that's fine. But if we really want to be spiritually accountable to our walk with God and utilize a great relationship to multiply our good deeds, we need to join with people who love the Word of God. I need an accountability partner when I fail. I don't need him to just tell me, hey, you shouldn't have done that. I need him to tell me what the Bible says. I need him to remind me that this is about faithfulness to the Lord. So those are the three sets of essentials that you're looking for. Trust and honesty, time and communication, scripture and faithfulness. Now here's a little bit, a second list. I told you there'd be quite a bit here on three structures of partnerships. You might say, okay, I know a few people like that. What kind of a relationship is this going to be? Is it somebody my age? Someone older than me? Someone who's already succeeded? I mean, what am I looking for? Well, the best I can tell, you have three options. Number one, you can go with the mentee to a mentor relationship. This is basically where you pick someone older than you who has authority in your life by virtue of their age, and you ask them to look after you and help you. A second structure would be what I'm calling fighter to a victor. In this case, they may not be older than you. It's just some of the things that you're fighting for, you already know someone who is being victorious in those areas. Maybe you're struggling with your kids, and you know someone at church that's doing great with their kids. Maybe you're struggling to be more hospitable, and you know of a family at church that's great at that. Maybe you're struggling to overcome smoking, tobacco, and you know somebody who's kicked the habit. That would be a great accountability partner. They may not be older than you. They may be younger than you, but they have more success experience. So there may be a structure that could help you. And then thirdly, I think my favorite one is soldier to soldier. Both of us are fighting for the exact same things. Both of us want to read through the Bible this year. Both of us want to visit more people. On the other end of the spectrum, maybe both of us are trying to get over some bad behavior. We believe that if we work together on this, since we have in common our weakness, 
we can overcome it together. So you have a few structures there. You can look to an older person like a mentor. You can reach out to someone who's claimed some victories, or you can find someone who's fighting the same battles. All right, here's the last thing I want to share with you. I hope you have a chance to write this down at some point. As we close this episode, let me give you a list of seven things, seven steps to get started. Number one, identify your need. You've got to be very honest with yourself on what it is that you need to do better and you're struggling to do it on your own. Once you've identified your need, number two is choose a Christian. Go back through that idea of trust and honesty time and communication, scripture and faithfulness, and find someone you know can help. Number three, go ask them for help. You can't just assume that an accountability partner is going to sign on. It's a big commitment. Go ask for that. Number four, commit to openness. Tell them that if they will agree to help you, you vow to always be honest with them. Number five, follow their counsel. If they have a method for success and you have decided to be accountable to them, you've got to trust them. If they ask you to try something or suggest some change, try it. Make that change. Trust. Number six, communicate often. You can't let this go. You can't let weeks pass. It's going to take a two o'clock text every weekday or a meeting for lunch every Friday or a conversation at church every Sunday and Wednesday to make sure that we're getting where we need to be. And then seventh and finally, and I'll go back through it, do things together. The best thing for me about accountability partnerships is when I'm trying to become zealous for good deeds, I find someone who also wants to do that, and we get together and we do it together. That's the best. You'll never feel so strong as when you do that. So again, to run back through this, identify your need, choose a Christian, ask for their help, commit to openness, follow their counsel, communicate often, and do things together. So listen, wake up new every morning, forgiven and optimistic, open up your journal and plan what you're going to do. But just remember, your greatest strength To accomplish those goals and excel still more may be easily found in the accountability partner. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to support this program, go check out our new website, excelstillmore.life. You can subscribe to emails there. There are book recommendations, show notes, lots of great things. We'd love for you to check it out. And don't forget to share this program with your friends if you think it'll help them. And you can always follow along on the Facebook page. And please remember, whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more.